time for Samantha to lock the studio door and play whatever the heck she wants. Now that's what I call All-American. Rock around the region. A full hour of kick-ass music from bands rocking the Southeast. Everything that rocks. C-97.5. On Z97.5, Blackwood getting it started with their spooky new tune and The Witch. Their timing to release that was perfect since it is the month of October and Halloween is fast approaching. It is available for streaming now. You can check out details about how you can also get your copy of their goodies over on their Facebook page, Blackwood Rock is where you'll find them on Facebook. I am Samantha Knight. Welcome to the show. Brand new conversation to bring your way tonight. And I'm telling you, I get my mind blown in the first 15 minutes with Welcome Eternity. You'll find out about that tonight as I've got Dave, Mike, and Jacob here from Welcome Eternity making the drive all the way from Knoxville. I've also got Jawthane on the way for you. The Damn Shames, Hollow Wake, and other new stuff. This debuted for you last week and also right in the vein of the holiday. And that is new from Skipping Stone. It's called Chasing Ghosts. It's on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. 
Rock Around the Region on Z97.5, a beautiful new tune from Gravel Switch. It's called Stop the Rain. It is a cover. It was written by a man by the name of Josh Brock, which we discussed him a little bit last week. The song is like 20, 25 years old, but Gravel Switch put a whole new life, breathed whole new life into that song, and I think it's pretty cool. You can learn more about it over on their page. Uh, Gravel Switch Band is where you will find them on Facebook. Congratulations to Blackwater Down celebrated their EP release party today. And of course, if you don't have a copy of it, you can learn more on their Facebook page. Uh, their their EP release party went down at the Springwater Supper Club and Lounge, so we'll keep an eye out for some more shows and opportunities to check out Blackwater Down. This is Drown in the Shallows on Rock Around the Region.
around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5. Apparition from Jawfane. By the way, they've got a show coming up on Friday, October 20th at the Rocks Glass Bar in Cave City, Kentucky. You can check out details on the band's social media, facebook.com slash Jawfane. It is Rock Around the Region on Z97.5, and I gotta tell you, I always get thrilled, not only when I discover new bands, but when I discover bands with enough drive to literally drive three hours to come talk to me, because I've had bands out of Nashville, they're like, can we do it over Zoom? Mm, that's 45 minutes away, but you guys came all the way from freaking Knoxville today, so welcome to Welcome Eternity. I'm glad to have you guys here today. Thank you for making the trip. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you guys have to use words. Nodding doesn't work in this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like talking to microphones. They're all over there nodding. I'm like, yeah, I can see, but no one else can. So uh, Knoxville, Tennessee being home. Tell me a little bit about how long this band has been together. Um, The band as Welcome Eternity is just, what, two two years. Yeah. So fairly new? Yeah, but we've all jammed together for... 10 plus years. Oh, so. okay. Is everybody from Knoxville or are you transplants from somewhere else? No, we're all from Knoxville. Born and raised. <laughs> wow. Did you so everybody go to school together and all that kind of stuff? Nope. No. Yeah, oddly enough, we didn't go to school together. <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Well, me and him's related. Mike, the, the bassist. Okay. He's, I'm actually his uncle. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. He's, okay. he's the uncle on the So nephew. that's like a Charlie Benante, Frank Bellow thing where they're very similar. You guys are similar in age, but yeah, one's an uncle. No, one's I'm an... old. <laughs> <laughs> now be careful here. What's old? Uh, I'll be 47. My next I remember 47. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 47. How old are you? Uh, I'll be 35 in November. Okay. So uh, uncle and nephew. Interesting. Obviously, you know each other from life in general, but as far as getting together with the band, like how did this come about? Because you said you jammed in other places. So give me a little history. So, we're from an older older band out of Knoxville called Van Kell. Okay. And he ended up joining us, and we couldn't find anybody that actually knew how to play bass. I know somebody that does, and that was seven? Six. Seven. six. 2006, 2006. Okay. So, so a little while. Yeah. And um, how long? 
How long was you in there? Probably. And you're giving me a hard time because I can't remember? Four, four, <laughs> five, four or five years, and I took time away when my daughter was born. Sure. And, and then you came I, back. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a, like a nine-year hiatus of me even sure. playing music. At all? You weren't Pretty playing much, anything yeah, at all? nothing at all. Just. What was that like for you? Was that hard to like step away from, or were yeah. you so easily like, okay, I've got a daughter, and I've got to do all of this, and you just kind of fell into that that routine? Life, you, um, family, different job, harder job, busier job. But uh, you missed it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So let me start with you two then, and and, and then we'll get over here to, to you, Jacob. But with you guys being related and all that, <clears throat> what was the first moment that you had that you were like, you know what, we should start a band together? Uh, it was always something I thought would be cool as a little kid because he always had instruments at his house. Okay. You know, when he was living at home with my grandmother, his mom. And uh, <laughs> so I guess in a, in a weird spot in the back of my mind, I was like, I could see it happening one day. Right. Of course, I had to get more experience myself because I was just a little guy, but... And I really didn't really plan it out. It just sort of happened. I knew he was jamming around and we needed somebody. And I was like, hey, what would you think about coming out here and jamming around? Or at least come see what you think anyway. And wasn't long after that, he was in there with us. So for you then, Dave, growing up then, what kind of stuff was going on in your household? Were your parents into music and all that? What did you listen to? What what inspired you to be like, you know what? I want to start a band before he came into the picture. So growing up... um, MTV was always on on TV. You mean back when they actually played videos? Yeah. yeah. So I ended up involved music. (laughs) So one music video actually stuck in my mind. It was the Man in the Box video. Okay. Thousand Chains. Chains, Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. Oh yeah, it's a very creepy video. And it was after that, like I just you wanted to be terrified for the rest of your life. No, it was like (laughs) just the song itself. It's my favorite band. Yeah. And for that reason, it's because I always I would listen to the song, but I wouldn't watch the video. I'd like cover my eyes or something. Right. But, but yeah, and then uh, going over to my grandmother's house, he has all these posters on his walls of all these different bands or different artists and stuff, and kind of learned about a lot of bands through him. And home life was a little less to be desired, I would say. Sometimes, you know, parents sure. divorced and all that, and then. My mom and my stepdad got together, and I found out my stepdad is like this incredible guitar player. Oh, okay. So I started learning how to play guitar through him. But as far as playing music, my grandmother, she let me beat the hell out of pots and pans, literally in the bedroom while yes. she's sitting there. That's how it begins and, yeah. when you're, I mean, it's like, I always ask drummers if they did that, because I can, I can remember being little and my mom going, just go ahead and empty out the cupboard, make some noise, because it's like, gets you out from under their feet, and they can learn how to tune you out. Mm-hmm. Putting the stuff away later. Well, I was thought, like, but. you had pots and pans, but I had couch cushions and spoons there you and all go. that. And some of the snare sounds I got out of a cushion, I can't replicate today. <laughs> of it pisses course me not. off. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you, because obviously you had you had a stepfather who played guitar. What made you turn to drums? Was it just from? I started out on drums. You did? Yeah. Okay. Um, been doing drums since I was like two or three. Well, uh, really playing probably started about five wow but, but beating around on everything probably about two or three sure did you take lessons and all that or are you just yourself taught youtube <laughs> that's such an amazing thing that it's a it's a obvious like generational difference too because you know guys at your age and younger are like yeah i just learned it off of youtube you can learn anything off of youtube yeah it was way later when youtube really started getting popular i mm-hmm. started learning from that but other than that i was just watching videos of like your your drum legends, like Neil and yeah. Mike Portnoy and all those guys. Oh, and Mike Portnoy is one of my favorites. Yeah. He's and insane. I've learned a lot just by watching. So so obviously then you have a talent to just kind of pick things up by ear. Or do you sit there and like think through the math on it when you hear something? Or are you just a, a little, hearing a, a the, little of both. the different drums that are being hit? I, I do a little of both. Some things are calculated. Some things come just naturally. Mm-hmm. And some of the music that we play, I have to do math. and. <laughs> It sucks. This is why I could never be a drummer. I tried once because my parents did that whole thing of like, you're going to play an instrument. And I'm like, how can I piss you off? Uh, and I hated, I hated being forced to do it. You know, I thought it was going to be a cool idea, but I hated being forced to do it. And then, yeah, a lot of math. And I've got all the talent in the world to sit here and talk to you guys and talk about your different things and understand the mechanics. I can't get it to come out here. It's like having an artistic brain, but no ability for the technicality of it. It's kind of like me with vocals. Yeah, it's just, I suck at math. I suck at math. So it's just like, wait, you mean I got to do math in order to beat the hell out of something? Something. This is not fair.
From the region on Z97.5, that is Obi. Once cannoli, welcome eternity. And uh, part of the band, my guests today, Dave, Mike, and Jacob are here today. So with that then, um, what kind of stuff did you grow up listening to? Because obviously you're a little bit older and he said he came over and you had all of these amazing posters on the wall, Mike. So what kind of stuff got I, you started? I, I had a stepdad that was in the traditional country, 60s, 70s country. Okay. And the beach rock stuff, Beach Boys, Jim okay. Dean. I grew up with all that. And I've got, I'm the youngest out of all my mom's side of the family. So I have cousins that are nine and 15 years older than me. And probably about eight or nine years old, never really been exposed to any rock. And went over to my two older cousins. One's nine years older than me, the other one's 10. And they showed me Black Sabbath mm-hmm. and Iron Maiden and Ted Nugent and Dio. And what went like, through your brain the first time you heard that? <sighs> it was just, and it's from that. Got into all the hairband stuff, which uh-huh. was great because my mom loved all. I didn't have to buy anything in the late 80s. Your mom was My mom day. fell in love with it. I'll oh, never forget. that's awesome. Back in the day when Appetite for Destruction came out. <clears throat> 1987. I was uh, borrowed a cassette from a friend of mine, and I was making copies of it because. That's what we did. I was early pirate. Yes, yeah. that's what we did. Uh his mom came over and said, oh, you've got the new Guns N' Roses. You make me a copy of it. And my mom came home and she's like, what is this noise you're listening to? Three days later, I'm making her a copy of it. <laughs> Not long after that, she's singing lullabies to yes! me. <laughs> Infant. She would sing, I used to love her, but I had to kill her to him to put him to sleep when he was a baby. That's amazing. <laughs> That's that so but my amazing. Mom, my mom went full out for all the hair bands. Cinderella and mm-hmm. Poison were her two favorite. And got to go to a lot of great concerts at a young age because yeah. of that. And, uh, what an amazing experience for you. And then I got into the heavier stuff, uh, a lot of Slayer and older Metallica uh-huh. that delved into Venom. And then when the, the arrival of Death Metal, back in Blount County, which is just south of Knoxville, where I'm actually from, there was a small independent record store called The Other Record Shop. <clears throat> and Jim, the owner, just let me go through his catalogs and order stuff. Oh, nice. Else. I have, and I, I need to find it, I have... When Cannibal Corpse Butchered at Birth first mm-hmm. came out, it was censored. Yes. I have a letter from them because I was the first person in the Bible Belt to order their album. So I have a letter from the band and the record label and the, uncen- <laughs> wow. and the uncensored cover for the cassette, too. And I still have all that in storage. Uh, oh, my God. That's probably worth something. So, it's got to be worth something somewhere. Yeah. I mean, that's that's incredible. That was that was one of those bands that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. I was kind of a late bloomer into the world of metal, but it was, um, yeah, now it's just like, okay, Cannibal Corpse, I still can't quite do Yeah, it. and then older, the older I get, the more I hate the gravelly vocals. I want to be able to understand it better. Right. Like, I feel like we go through a phase where you get into that and, and it kind of helps release your own angst and I think that's why too like a band like Nirvana was so successful because you know one power chord and they they destroyed the hairband era with one and but you listen to that and it's like it's so angry and it's just like and then yeah I think we get a little older and our ears get a little more sensitive and it's like (laughs) what are we talking about really how much of that stuff did you stop listening to in your older age do you still listen to that on occasion pretty much still do okay yeah I do too I still like like a lot of the hardcore stuff i like <clears throat> i had probably the most messed up music taste of any of my friends in high school <laughs> if you got in my car with me in high school you would hear anything from wars lowrider uh i think i wore out two allison chains unplugged cassettes yes uh and then you would have dsi and sepultura and stuff like that and throw some dolly in for good measure well, not so much dolly <laughs> but there probably was some hank senior in there There you go <laughs> it, it's okay. I, have, I have a massive cd collection now that's just same Look like I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. I got Brian Adams in my playlist. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in that whatsoever. I know Except my dad the Canadian part. <laughs> my dad was a music history teacher, so I got a good background as far as that goes. And and you know when I discovered the Ramones and the Sex Pistols and, and all of that, and they're like, oh, okay. And then I bought a John Coltrane anthology disc. You know, and and it was Henry Rollins that got me into John Coltrane, right? And my dad's like, what? Oh yeah, John Coltrane. That's gonna look real nice on the wall next to the Sex Pistols. I said. Yep, with Neil Diamond and Johnny Cash on the other side. What? (laughs) I still love that stuff because I think it's still a very cathartic thing to listen to. I went through the punk phase too, but it was very short-lived. I really liked Black Flag and Mm -hmm. and the Sex Pistols and all that. I liked the early Rollins band stuff Mm -hmm. much better. And I have a lot of his spoken word stuff. I got everything ever printed, I think. Close to. Yeah. I met him once and I was 
warned that he was this big arrogant jerk and he was like the nicest he guy is. ever. He looks very intimidating, but when you realize he's five foot eight and um just kinda like, Okay, hey, you know, he's very appreciative of every person that has ever spent any kind of money on him ever. And of course he doesn't do music anymore right. because he's decided he's too old and so he just does the spoken word shows now. And um even with that, he still is like, I'm floored that I walk out here every night and you know, there's a, a mostly sold out or a sold out room, which is just like <laughs> I'll be front and center every time I get the opportunity. But you know, we could talk about that for nine days if you want to. So what are then um, some of the other things that you decided bass? I want to do bass. What made you want to pick up a bass? I started guitar. My mom bought for for Christmas and birthday. That was because we were not well off family growing up. She, I don't know how she got did what she did. I had a stepdad that was never really around, mm-hmm. and she provided for me and my sister. And I got a guitar and an amp, and she signed me up for guitar lesson. Oh wow! And with a very locally well-known music instructor, and he tried to teach me Wildwood Flower, and I was like, I don't want to learn bluegrass. <laughs> so back to the difference between the YouTube generation. Yeah, I took one lesson, bought some Mel Bay books with forty fives and cassettes, and started self-teaching. Wow! And a couple of years into that, I wasn't very good. I was trying, I was picking stuff up by ear better than I was learning. And my cousin was starting a band. He said, Hey, we need a bass player. And uh, I just went to part of my punk phase. Ben Fishbone was playing in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, those dudes are cool. Let's go. And a buddy of mine had tickets, and we went. 15 years old, probably. 14. And uh, this opening band was horrible. And I was like, I was fixing to go outside there so bad. Oh, and then wow. the bass player started this really cool solo. And I was like, wow, you can do that with a bass? <laughs> uh, ended up being Primus. Oh, my God! <laughs> And wow. I, I, I literally went to the record store the next day to look for their stuff, and it was pork soda. Yeah. I mean, so then I said, yeah, you need a bass player. So I went later that week to a pawn shop, traded all my guitar stuff in for a bass. Wow. And there went. He is such a kook, but man, yeah. Les Claypool is one but of it was the their best music For what I was into at the time, they, up were, a bass. they were so horrible sounding. Oh, they were. Cause, and, and they still are just, very, very quirky. And it's like not just Primus, but he's got the, the Frog Parade or whatever it is. And, and kind of like Maynard's got multiple different projects. Right. Les has got multiple different projects. And they're all very weird. They're all very, very weird. But man, that that album in particular, too, that and say like with Pork Soda, Sailing the Seas of Cheese was another brilliant. Oh, that's a massive record. Because They'll never that top one, that album. No. And that's that's always sad when you find that band and they come out with that debut album and it's just like, that's it. This is this is what hooks me for life. And the other things are good, but they're never quite as good as the first, which is which is interesting. I feel that way about Godsmack. Their first album, still by far their best. Without question. Love Seven Dust, my boys, and I love everything they do, but that first album is still the best because it was something that was unheard of before, you know? We're having charades over here. We're going to get to you. Don't worry. No, no, no. We're, we're communicating. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> no, he, supporting Seven, seven, seven Dust visually. Yes. He was raising his hand for Seven Dust. I was like, they can't see you. You got to say, yeah. <laughs> Well, now we, now we know. But man, what a, yeah, that's crazy to, to think that, yeah. Yeah, I'd never. You almost walked out. Pre-internet days, never heard of them. They were horrible. And then he did this bass solo. I was like, well, that's really cool. You can do that with a bass. And literally like three days before that, my cousin had asked me if I would play bass. I was like, I never played bass. Did you, have you mastered the claw yet? I don't think anybody can do that but him. It's the, it's the craziest thing. And I know that um, when it comes to playing a bass, here's what I know. It's hard. And um, getting the right tones and notes just by slapping the hell out of it, even harder. And for him to use the tip of an index finger and the tip of his thumb, like, what? He's not human. I'm just convinced he's not human. <laughs> Les, I think Les Claypool is proof that there's aliens on Earth. <laughs> that's, that's the government just admitted that. That's true. That's true. Because they're trying to distract us from something else. But get up, get up. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5.
secret to keep We live in the dark till you go to sleep Keep singing those nightmare songs while around the region on Z97.5 out of Nashville. That is Tim Montana and Devil You Know. So excited for this man because he's kind of, he's been around, but he's kind of coming out of nowhere right now as far as rock radio goes. So here's the situation. We started seeing uh, this name pop up and I had to dig in and I'm like, oh, okay, he's from Nashville. I'm going to play him on Rock Around the Region. Well, the next thing you know, he's popping up everywhere. He just did a sold out show last weekend at the City Winery. And just a couple of days ago, his video for Devil You Know debuted on Power Hour on Access TV, which is hosted by Matt Pinfield. used to be an MTV, so that's kind of exciting. So he's got a pretty cool video up there of family gathered around watching this video of his on a worldwide program. That's pretty damn awesome, so congratulations to Tim. Devil You Know has also been added into the regular rotation here at Z97.5, so you'll be hearing more of him. Looking forward to it. The boys in Shallowside have one show left for the year right now, anyway. They're going to be playing a big Halloween party, although after Halloween, it's uh, Lake Hickory Haunts happening in Hickory, North Carolina on November 4th. So right now, they're going, what should we dress for? How should we dress? Who should we be for Halloween? So if you've got something you want to chirp up about that, head on over to the band's Facebook page. You're the reason it's Shallowside on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
around the region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. C97.5. on Rock Around the Region. That is everything from the new album, Truth Killer, which is in stores now. The band just hit the road for their next leg of touring. In fact, they kicked it off tonight in Little Rock, Arkansas, Atlanta on the 10th, and Murfreesboro at Hop Springs. That show happening on October 11th, if you want to go check them out. I'm actually going to go all the way to Des Moines, Iowa in a few weeks so I can go see some friends and see the whole Seven Dust and Static X tour. 
uh, on October 20th there. So if you want to see it sooner or unless you want to travel as far as I'm doing, you might want to go to Murfreesboro. I'm just saying. In the meantime, as well, this tour that just started tonight will wrap up on the 1st of November because then on November 3rd, John Conley is running the world-famous New York Marathon. He ran the Boston Marathon this year and did really, really well. And now this time around, he is going to do the New York Marathon um, to help raise awareness and money for the uh, Down Syndrome Society, which is really, really very valiant in his part. You can keep up with his journey on his page as well. Kind of cool stuff right there. I am Samantha Knight. We got to wrap this bad boy up. We'll do it in just a few when Rock Around the Region returns on Z97.5. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight. Everything that rocks. Z97.5. Torpedoes and sing along, but I don't know. Region on Z97.5. Out of Bowling Green, that is the damn shames. And who killed rock and roll? If you have not had a chance to see these guys yet, do it. Watch them open up for Blackstone Cherry a couple of weeks ago in Nashville. Now, the next time you've got to see them is coming up on October 21st. They will be at Titballs for their the last appearance of the Live on the Lot, closing down the outside stage for uh, the season. So make sure you go check that out. Live on the Lot, October 19th, 20th, and 21st with the damn shames playing on the 21st up there at Titballs in Bowling Green. So kind of cool stuff right there. I am Samantha Knight. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the program tonight. So much fun with Welcome Eternity. Did they blow my mind tonight talking about not only Henry Rollins and Black Flag, but freaking seeing Primus before anyone knew who they were? 
Yes. Yes, they did. I look forward to more of our conversation. Part two will come your way next week on the show, along with another new tune from them. So in the meantime, if you got questions, comments, concerns, you know of a band that needs to be a part of my show. I'm always open to options. I'm always looking for new material as long as it dwells within the region, of course. Make sure you find me on Facebook, Samantha Knight Radio, or you can email me, Samantha at Z975.com. Wrapping things up tonight with the latest from Hollow Wake. It's Meadows. It's Rock Around the Region on Z975. We'll see you next time. Cause I'm craving an afterlife for my shadow